Well, this morning we want to continue in our series of the Advent songs. And we want to look at Mary's song of trust. And it's called the Magnificat. The Magnificat. I want you to open with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Verse, and we'll be reading verse 45 to 55. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you today. And we ask you, Lord God, to just pour into our hearts, oh God, from this song of trust. As we look at Mary's relationship with you, her relationship with the Holy Spirit, she, we look at you, Lord God, with her conversation with Gabriel, God. We want that conversation, oh God, of trusting you this morning. Breathe on our hearts and our minds, oh God, and get us into that place, oh God. We say, we trust you. That's why I trust you. God, we thank you for the word of God this morning. Let the church say, amen. So I want to give us a little backdrop of what's happening here with Mary and Gabriel and all that's going on. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, we want to back up to there. We see Gabriel is sent by God to give this virgin Mary a message. Now, Mary, we know, was betrothed to Joseph. Gabriel greets her and said, rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. And Gabriel said to her, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Gabriel delivers his message to her. And he says, behold, you will conceive and bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be called the son of the highest. Mary answered said, uh, I don't have a husband. How can this be? How can this be? So Mary's around 14 and 15, so she know how things work. We always heard this. She know how things work. She's 14 and 15. She know that for her to conceive and have a child, she has to have a, all right. She has to have a husband. Gabriel answers her and said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you. Overshadow is the same word used for cloud. The cloud that manifests God's glory. The same cloud. Some refer to it as the Shekinah glory cloud. How many of you have heard that story, the Shekinah glory coming into a room? We need those days back where the Shekinah glory of God comes into the room. Gabriel also informed her that your cousin Elizabeth Has, is, is going to bring forth a child and we know that Elizabeth was up in age she was around 60 years old Mary gets on her donkey travels 90 miles 91 miles to see her cousin Elizabeth in verse 42 Elizabeth greets Mary and said blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb in verse 47 Mary begins her song the Magnificat which means my soul magnifies the Lord. Say that with me. My soul. That means it enlarges God. 
It amplifies who God is. She magnifies, she lifts up the name of God. She said, it done, it's done in my soul. I do this with my soul. Now Mary gets her song from Hannah. If you go back to First um, Samuel chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, you see an amazing story of Hannah's visitation. And she cries out to God. And she was, she was barren. But even further back, Sarah was way past. Say way past. Way past the age of giving birth. But yet, she cried out to God. And then Elizabeth, in her 60s. But what was different between Mary's visitation from the angel and the other ones is that Mary didn't have a husband, as I've stated. She didn't have a husband, so Mary would be in the place of shame and fear and cast out if Joseph had accepted the report of the angel. So in verse 38, Mary says this to Gabriel. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be according to your word. This is Mary's song of her trusting God. So we want to look at Mary's Song of humility, we're going to look at her song of attribute, and we're going to look at her song of remembrance. How she, rem- she sang a song about God remembers us. Have you or do you know someone that has received a word from God or from a friend that they have to trust God with everything, everything along the line? It's not possible for this to happen. I said, I got to put all my trust in God. If you know somebody like that, raise your hand. Okay, a few of you, but you will know somebody in the upcoming years. You're going to know somebody that says, I got to put everything. I got to trust God. I got to believe him. I sought God, and he answered me. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. That's why. That's why I trust him. Let's read Mary's song this Magnificat. And Mary said, my soul does magnify the Lord. I love that, so I want to say it again. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regarded my lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth, All generations shall call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in their... (laughs) I like this part too. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and he has has sent the rich out empty. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered, and he has helped his, his servant Israel in his remembrance of his mercies. He has spoken to our fathers, to Abraham, and to all his seed. 
Now I want to share with you real quick about a story. About me and my wife's relationship or our marriage. We've been married for 40 years. And the reason that I can say I can keep my Magnificat when I look at her, my soul does magnify the Lord when I look at her because our love for each other was built out of a place of trust. Was built out of a place of trust. And it starts with a two-week proposal. Some of you have heard me tell that story about a two-week proposal. Only knew her for two weeks. Pastor Joe, you know this story. Only two weeks. And the proposal came. I'm like... Okay. Now, both of us had stopped dating. We were done with dating. Said, we're not going to do that no more because it was a mess. And then when I became a Christian, I started reading the Bible, Bible stories about Samson and Delilah. Oh, my. I read a story about a king who had a stake driven through his head. He was running from the enemy. I think as they say, went into his wife's tent. She said, well, lay down and rest. And she drove a stake through his head. You can read that in Judges chapter 4, verse 21. That's for homework. So I had a fear of women. When I saw all of this, I would say, God, you got to help me because I don't know nothing about women. And man, today, I'm still trying to learn. That's just the truth. I'm still trying to learn about women. And thank God I have the trust in God for that. So I remember one day being in the military, coming out of my room. And this lady had come into the barracks and said, I need to see my husband. And her husband came out of the room I don't know where she got this machete from, Pastor Joe. But she pulls this machete out and she starts chasing him down the hallway. I stepped back in my room and locked my door. I said, I don't want that. God, you got to help me. I got to trust you with all of this because I, I, I don't understand all of that with, with what's going on. This fighting and bickering between men and women. And I said, I got to do this marriage thing right. So at this point, I had met my wife, we had a church service, and I'm on my way back to my barracks on a train. And I, God starts this conversation with me. Nice girl, huh? I'm like, yes, Lord, nice girl. And then he says, well, when are you going to ask her to marry you? I'm like, what? When are you going to ask her to marry you? I said, God, I don't know her. I, I think it's been two weeks and I don't know this woman. I don't know. All I know is that she, she loves God. She's very beautiful. And that when she worships, she lights the room up. I said, God, I got to trust you in all of this. I said, because I, I don't know. For me to go and ask Denise Diane Hawkins to be my wife, to commit for a lifetime. To be my wife and for me to be a husband, which I didn't know nothing about being no husband. And I'm saying, God, I got to trust you with all this because I'm clueless. But 40 years, 40 years, I still can say that my Magnificat, when I think about her, it makes my soul magnify the Lord for what we've been through and the things that we have shared. I said, God, I will magnify your name. 
And it came from a place of trust. Just like Mary. This brings us to my first point. Mary was in a place where she had to humble herself. Out of a place of being humble, listen to this. Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in my God, my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate, the low estate of what? His handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. Mary begins her song with trust and humbling herself. She prays God because she says, in my spirit or in my soul, I'm going to magnify the Lord for all he has done. He is my savior. She knew she needed a savior. She just came to a place of humility. She humbled herself. Mary recognized who she was and where she had came from. In the eyes of the world, she was a nobody. One of Lord's state, a hand servant. But throughout history, God usually chooses the least person to show his power and his mercy. Can I get an amen? He wants to be clear so he finds somebody that ain't all about themselves and say, now I can use you. I can use you. I know you're educated. I know you got all this. But will you come and trust me to put something inside of you so I can show my power, my glory more clearly? Here am I, God. Here am I, God. Here am I, God. Now, Murray's statement, all generations shall bless me, is not one of pride, but it's one of giving God glory for the immaculate conception that she believed God for. She was chosen to bring birth to the Savior of the world. Her identity was transformed because of this visitation from this angel Gabriel. She said, the world can't tell me that I'm nobody no more. The world can't put me in a place no more. Only this angel and this story that I'm holding on to, this is who I am. I am Mary, the chosen one. Highly favored of God. And all of you are chosen by God this morning. If you trust him. If you trust him, if you trust him, she was transformed. Young ladies, if you're in here tonight, don't you let the world identify you. Don't you let the world tell you who you are. You get a visitation from God. You get a visitation from God. You get a visitation from God and say, this is who I am. Don't come to me with that mess. I am a daughter of the Most High God. Sons in the house, you are a son of the Most High God. Don't you let the world identify you. Don't you let them hang you. Say you're a drug dealer or you're a faith. Don't you let the world identify you. Trust in God. Grab hold of the beauty of Christ. James 4 and 10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Now I had to take a minute and say, it says, in the, humble yourself in what? The sight of the Lord and not in the sight of man. You humble yourself in the sight of God. That means you got to get into a place. You got to come to church. You got to come to a life group. You got to come to where the, the, the Shekinah glory will, will fall into a room where worship is going on. You can do it in your house, but when you come into a, 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 a house of God, you come to a place of prayer, God says, I want to show my glory. In the sight of God, he said he will lift you up. Let God lift you up. Let God lift you up. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 
five and, five and six says, trust in the Lord with what? All your heart and lean not to what? Your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path and he will direct your path. A lot of times people come up to me and say, Pastor, can you tell me my purpose in life? Can you tell me what direction I'm supposed to go in? Can you tell me my ministry? Now, I'm going to tell you a secret, and this is going to help you so you won't have to ask nobody, no more, not ever again, what is your destiny? What is the direction? What is your path? You ready for this? I want you to write this down. Write this down. Your job, your destiny, your purpose is to serve the local church. Can I get an amen? There's a church of the family of believers that's here that you saw all these kids up here. Our job, our destiny is to serve the local church. You humble yourself, you start serving the local church, and then you get to be where Pastor Joel is. Pastor Joel, you started what? Selling windows. Selling windows. I was at a transmission shop. Pastor Wayne, where were you? You were on the farm. How many of you, you, you understand what I'm saying? You, you, humble beginnings, God will lift you up. Humble beginnings, God will magnify you. God will lift you up and say, this is what I have for you. This is your destiny. But it starts at a humble place, a place of humility. 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 This takes us to my second point. As we humble ourselves, we begin to sing God's attributes. Begin to sing God's attributes. We must follow Mary's example. Her song of trust is unto the mighty one who does great things and his name is holy. God's mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. Let me ask you a question. Do you know someone, or maybe even you do this, you come to a place and you begin to sing about God's attributes. They begin to write their own songs. Do you know someone to write their own songs? Okay, got one hand. Where my worship leaders at? Okay. You begin to sing God's song and give God praise. In thinking about our personal songs, our poems, singing Singing them over ourselves, singing them back to God, prophetic song, worship, singing over our families, singing over the church, singing over the, our nation. David has some amazing songs that you can put together and sing. But when you sing songs that come out of your place of trust, when you sing songs, I trusted God, I sought the Lord, and, 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 and he answered me, that's why I trust him. Because see, nobody can tell you and, 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 and pull that apart. Nobody can deconstruct that. Because that's you and God's business. You can sing them in the shower. My wife, I tell her, I get up in the morning, two or three o'clock in the morning, I begin to sing. She said, Melvin, could you stop? Just stop singing. Just stop. And then at nighttime, around 12 around 8 or 9 o'clock, when I go to bed, she comes in the room and she's singing. So she has the, I have the early morning and she got the night. But we, there's a song going on somewhere in the house. Amen. You got to sing to one another. You got to sing about what God has done in your life and around you. You write your poems, you record them, and allow God to add to it. See, you got to get your Magnificat back. My soul magnifies the Lord. 
Psalms 147 verse 4 and 5 says this. He counts the number of stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty to be what? Or it says mighty in power. And his understanding is what? How about just singing it over yourself? How about just singing it over your wife? How about singing it over your children's? How about singing it over Cora? <laughs> I love your stories about Cora. And there's Psalms 103. We have studied this as, as, a, as a church. Pastor Dan has preached on this. Psalms 103 verses 1 through 4. Bless the, these are God, singing about God's mercies. It says, bless the Lord, what? Oh, my soul. And all that is within me, my soul does magnify the Lord. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not what? All his benefits. Who forgives all our iniquities. Forgives all our iniquities. Who redeems our, who redeems your life from destruction. He redeems our life from destruction. Who crowns you with kindness and tender mercies. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Thank you, God. I want to take a moment. I want to pray for our singers and musicians. If you're a singer or a musician, I just want you to raise your hand. Father, I'm so thankful for these that labor before you, that have studied their instruments, have studied the song, and prepared themselves to come before you and to ignite the altars of God day and night, Father God, to keep a burning fire going up into the heavens of God. We thank you for the instant of song. Bless each and every one in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Bless you, musicians. This brings us to our third point of just getting into a place of remembrance. Murray's song of remembering what God has done and the promises that he has given unto his people. Trust God because of his mercies. Because of he, trust God because he remembers us. Verse 51, it says, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the image of their imagine, in the image of their hearts. He has pulled down the mighty from the from their thrones. He had he exalts the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped. His servant Israel, in remembrance of his mercy, he speaks or he has spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to the seed forever. Mary's song here turns into a place of praise where she was remembering the promise of God, the promises of God to his people. She sings about God's mercy on those who would fear him from generation to generation. He pulls down the proud and the mighty and he said exalts the lowly and he said he feeds the hungry. Finally, she magnifies the Lord 
for his faithfulness to Israel in keeping his promises to Abraham and his seed. Now, if we read um, Genesis chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, it talks about Jesus Christ. It talks about this promised seed that would come. And God was fulfilling this seed in this immaculate conception that Mary was going to be carry the baby, could carry the savior of the world. So God is fulfilling his promises. So Genesis 3, 14 and 15 says this. So the Lord said, for the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, because you have done this, you are cursed more than the cattle and more than the dust of the, and more than the even the beast of the fields, on your belly you shall go, and you shall eat the dust all the days of your life, and I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between the seed, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your heel. No, he shall bruise, he shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. That means Jesus is gonna stomp on him. And do one of them things. But I was always told if you cut the head of a snake off, the rest of us is going to die. Is that true, Pastor Wayne? Cut the head off. Well, I guess if you cut the head off of anything, it's going to die. But this is what Jesus is going to do. So here is this promise that she's remembering. And she's going to be carrying this promise. You know, and, and I like Mary because she, nowhere I see what, and Mary, going back to her being humble, nowhere what she talks about. This overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, this time where she would receive the, 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 this, this, this child. Nowhere does she talk about it. I don't see when she walks into place. Mother Mary's here. She did not put herself in that place. You can read the story. Mary's serving stuff. She's, she's taking care of wine. She's waiting tables. She humbled herself. And then she began to sing about the attributes of God. Mary was something else. That's why the generations will call her blessed because she humbled herself. She walked in a place of humility. She, she, she sung the attributes of God and she remembered God's promises. Isaiah chapter 14, I mean chapter 49 verse 14 and 15. It says, but Zion said, the Lord has forgotten me. And the Lord has forsaken me. Can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion or her son of her womb? Surely she may forget. Yet I will not forget you. I will not forget you. I will not forget you, God says. See, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hand. I have inscribed you upon the palm of my hand and your wall shall continually be before me. Now I've read that a hundred times. I always say God, he, he has our name and some translations might say that but I like this translation. I have inscribed you. I have inscribed you on the palm of my hand so I can't forget you. I know your name. I know all about you. I know you. I won't forget you. I won't forget the promises that I have given for you. I won't forget your love that you have shown me. I won't forget to show you mercy, to protect you and keep you, to bring healing and deliverance. I won't forget you. Thank you, Lord. 
I remember a time in the army when my supervisor gave me a bad report. And I know that it was not my performance. It was not what I was doing. I was a good soldier. You can say amen. All right. And I know that this, didn't, this wasn't justified by, by the way he had wrote me up. And I said, I'm going up the chain of command. I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to go up the chain of command and, and, and we're going to fix this. So I went to my platoon sergeant. I, I talked to him about it. He said, let me see the eval. He took it and he ripped it up and he threw it in the garbage can. He said, this is not you. This is not who you are. He said, I know you. I know your job performance. And he said, he's going to rewrite this under my supervision. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, God, you're remembering me right now. You are remembering me. You are protecting me. You are keeping me in this time when this guy was going to, he was coming after me. And soon after that, he was asked to leave the company. Soon after that, he got into so much trouble. They said, look, go pack your stuff up. You and your family, you're going back to the States. And guess who became the crew chief? Yeah. I'm not gloating in that. But what I am doing is my soul does magnify the Lord because I trusted him to do what was necessary in that time. I didn't go try to catch him around the corner and beat him up. Did the thought come? Yes, it did. I'm just being honest. It did come. But I trusted God. Here are a couple of application points. Let's, let's look at this and, and I hope God has given you some things along the way. But humility and trust go together. Humility and trust go together. Build a relationship with God. Build a relationship with others. You've got to get into a place where you're humbling yourself and you're trusting God and just moving forward. No matter what the world says, what the world does, you've got to be in a place where you're humbling yourself. And you're trusting God with the promises and the things that you see. Sing about God's attributes. I want you to get together with this song that we say, I trust in God. We, this place should be thundering. It should be rocking. We have to sing songs of great victory. We have to sing songs that we have seen God do things in our life. We have to sing our songs back unto the Lord, declaring God's good. My soul magnifies the Lord. I've trusted him and I've learned to trust him because of these songs and these poems that I have written and because of the word of God. The last point, trust God, remember his promises. We have to search him out. God's word is full of promises. His word is full of promises. Those of you that are watching go line, God's word is full of promises. You can connect with God through his promises that are written right here in his word and they're for you. Just whoever name is to take that name out and say, oh, I can, I can take that. His promises to love you, his promise to watch over and to keep you, they're all in this book. God is good. I'm going to ask our musicians to come in. I want to go back into that song. That's why I trust him. I want our intercessors to come up, those who are assigned today to prayer, to pray for people at Dalton. I want you to come. But see, this is what I want us to do. We've heard Mary, Mary's story of trusting God. But some of us need to get our Magnificat back. 
We need to get those that place back where we said, my soul does magnify the Lord. My soul will magnify the Lord. We need to take it back. Satan wants to shut the church down and say, you can't do this. That's impossible. But God has some impossibility for those who will remember him from generation to generation, who will fear him from generation to generation. It's about having a trust in God. We need to get our Magnificat back. It's not in a new pair of shoes. It's not in a, in a degree, but it's in, your, it's in your soul. When something comes against you and your soul says, not today. Not today, because you trust God. And you said, my soul magnifies the Lord. And you begin to see darkness flee. You begin to see depression free, flee. You begin to see sons and daughters, moms and dads come back home. Because your soul, in your soul, begins to magnify the Lord. And people will say, it's something about you. Something has changed. Something has transpired inside of you. And it's because inside your soul is magnifying God. And then it begins to come out of your mouth. It begins to come out of your life. It begins to come out of your children's life. It begins to come out of your children's children's life. And they say, I remember when. One day, Pastor Joel Corey is going to say, I remember Daddy prayed. That baby girl is going to rock your world. She's going to show you that it was worth hanging out with her. And I know that you're a good dad. She's going to show you. I don't know how it might be singing or preaching or whatever, but she's going to show you that it was worth all those wrinkles that she put on your head. <laughs> and she does a good job, doesn't she? She's a sweetheart. But let's just stand to our feet. If you're here this morning and you say, I just want to come, I want to take my, 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 my Magnificat back. My soul needs to magnify the Lord. I need to come into a place of humility. I need to come into a place where I am singing the attributes of God where I am remembering God. I need my Magnificat back. You may be here this morning and say, I've never trusted God with my life. It's time for you to get the song of Mary and begin to sing again. Begin to sing again. I'm going to ask our worship team to begin to play. And y'all can come up and begin to go into that song. But I want you to come. This is the altar of purpose. You know, I always call this a place where we come and we do business with God. You might say, this is my first time here. I, I, I'm not saved. Today, you can get saved right here today. You can get your Magnificat right here today. And you begin to go out here and say, my soul magnifies the Lord. What you got for me now? The altar is open.